Hey, Breasties. It's your girl, Kristen. I'm still here. I'm so sorry it's taken me so long to release this episode, but it's been a crazy, crazy couple of weeks here for Team Genteel, and I wanted to give you a quick update and let you know what's been going on in our lives. So on August 31st, we actually lost a great man. John's dad, my father-in-law, passed away. We learned a week prior to that, that he had cancer and it spread very quickly and we lost him within the week. So we've been completely devastated at that loss. We miss him dearly, but we are taking peace and knowing that he's in a better place right now. And he went through a lot of pain and suffering in terms of all of the blood tests and scans. And it's just crazy, crazy way to live. So thank you to everyone who has called, texted, sent cards, food, flowers. We can't thank you enough. The love and support you have shown us has been absolutely amazing. And at some point, John is going to come on and tell some amazing stories about his dad when he's ready to do so. In addition to that, I also had a scan recently and I have been feeling amazing. I know I keep telling you this every week. I was really thinking that I was going to get some great news on my PET scan, and it turns out I got the opposite. So when my PET scan results came in, we learned that the cancer kind of spread to one of my lymph nodes in my neck, and everybody went into full-blown panic mode. I had a biopsy late last week, and I just got the results back today. Turns out it wasn't cancerous. So I'm absolutely thrilled. And again, apologies. I haven't been able to release this episode because I felt paralyzed with the news of John's dad and trying to explain that to the kids and, you know, thinking that, oh my gosh, here we go. Cancer's starting to spread throughout my body. The eye brand isn't working, but it turns out not necessarily the case. So Dr. Ali and Dr. Simmons and a few other people on the medical team, we are coming up with a game plan in terms of should I start to kind of change my meds up because some of the spots did look a little more intense? Or is that just because it's my immune system being boosted by everything I'm doing with Dr. Simmons and fighting back? So more to come on that, but I wanted to make sure that I gave you an update on what's going on with everything here for Team Genteel. We did have some good news over the weekend, though. A very good friend of mine, Kathleen Ferry, now Kathleen Bryan-Smith, was married over the weekend to her wonderful husband, Craig Bryan-Smith. They actually had me officiate the wedding on Friday night. It was absolutely beautiful. I was so honored to have played a part in their special day, and I cannot thank them enough. They're now enjoying their honeymoon in Aruba. I'm loving all the pictures they're posting. Go follow Kathleen Ferry on Instagram. So without further ado, here comes episode two with Dr. Jen Simmons. It's a really good one. Uh, We had two hours worth of content, so I decided to split it up into two episodes. So more to come on that. Welcome back, Breasties. Guess what? Uh, I'm still here, and I am so excited to have Dr. Jen joining me tonight. Welcome back, Dr. Jen. Yes. I am psyched for tonight's conversation. I have so much to catch up on with you. And I was thinking in the car today. So 
We touched on this briefly in one of the previous episodes. Dr. Jen obviously found out that I had high levels of arsenic in my blood. I have a freaking parasite. <laughs> and I also have, yeah, and a couple like inflammation markers for MS and celiac disease. So good times, right? And my niece and I were in the car today together today with the boys and I was telling her about this parasite and she was like, ew, where does that live? And I was like, that's a good question. Where does it live? Is it in my stomach? Uh, it's usually lower down. In okay. Your, in your colon, mostly in your colon. That's crazy. Yeah. Can you do a cleanse to get rid of it? Well, like one of those colon cleanses or something like that? That Maybe that stuff you drink when you take a, uh, when you get a colonoscopy? Yeah, <laughs> like, it's, it's not like a one-time thing. But no. it, there are lots of choices on how you can get rid of them. You can take some really strong herbs. You can, um, uh, you can actually do a fast and they'll starve and die and come out in your poop. Nice. Yeah. But they, I mean, they, there's only one effective way to get them to exit and you know, that's out the back door. <laughs> so let me ask you this. I've been taking the very strong herbs. Does it make sense to do the fast as well? Uh, it might. So okay. the, the normal course of events is we, we see how you're doing after a couple of months, we retest see where you are. And if they're still there, then a fast makes sense. So there's multiple. And what do, what do they look like? Do they look like the worm kind or do they microscopic? Like what are we talking about visually? They can all look different. Uh, yours are microscopic, but okay. sometimes you can see little specks. Some, sometimes people see like literally see worms. That's crazy. People that have sounds to, terrible. Sometimes people have to pull them out. Oh my oh. God. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. So graphic. And you would be surprised at how frequently common they are. They're very common. I was going to say, think about how many people listening have parasites and don't even realize it. Like I am thrilled that I have this information and I wonder like once it, it's gone, I'm bound to feel even better, right? Yeah, absolutely. And you think about it. I mean, you, you probably have a nice young listenership and a lot of, a lot of those women have breast cancer and a lot of them probably are like wondering how, Oh, I did the like thing. One for Dr. Jen. We're keeping uh, score tonight. Uh, uh, it's easy. To, it's easy to fall into. <laughs> uh, so many of them are probably wondering how they could have gotten breast cancer at such a young age. And we just don't realize that these are sources of inflammation. Mm -hmm. And once we disturb that, that inflammatory balance in our bodies, our immune system starts to do things that it shouldn't do. So it can overreact and you can get autoimmune disease. It can underreact and you can get cancer. Yep. And I think people just don't realize how many things are out there that can be outside influencers on your health. It's so insane. We talk about people all the time who are quote unquote doing all the right things and you don't know, they could have eaten sushi five years ago and gotten a parasite that's been living in their body all this time. And maybe they are doing the right things, but mm -hmm. doing the right things are feeding that parasite too. 
Yeah. It's funny, John and I have these lengthy conversations like, where do you think this came from? And we go back and forth between sushi at, where was that, Antigua? Yep. That's or a possibility. The water in Costa Rica, maybe. We probably ate sushi in Costa Rica as well. New Zealand. Some New Zealand. We it were, could really come from anywhere. We've done, it's really hard to blame Australia? it. Australia. Yeah. We've, could be. it can be the from Bahamas. Undercooked food. Yeah. What are, here's a question. What are the chances that Kristen gave this to me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that I have it. I'm kidding. Not that she gave it. What are the chances that maybe I have it as well? It, it, there's, there's a real possibility. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. I, I got to actually... get some blood work done. I'm going to get some blood work done. Can I, I actually, to, can I go to my doctor now? Is that like legal? Can I do that? Uh, you can. Most doctor's offices are open, but uh, you know, it doesn't come from a blood test. No? <laughs> oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Woo, all right. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be the butt, Bob. <laughs> yep. Ooh. That test was a freaking blast. I giggled <laughs> the entire time. Luckily, my poo does not smell anymore, so I was not completely mortified. Yeah, just to give you a little perspective, I had to do my son's. Oh. So he handed me the tray of poop, and I had to package it up. And he's thirteen, so it was it was not like, small nor did <laughs> not smell like roses. Sounds <laughs> uh, terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually would love to get John tested. I keep having this conversation with him and depending on his no mood, way. he goes left and right. And I think that <laughs> honestly, I I really want him to get on this plant-based diet with me because I feel incredible. I have energy. I feel 25 again. Everything is just functioning way more properly and well than ever before, than before I even had kids. Before I was, you know, even when I was in college, I feel better now than I did when I was in college. So imagine what it would do for John here, but he's, he's not, he's not really getting on board with me. Like what's going on with Albie? Is he getting back on track with you? I'm fighting the same battle at home. Mm -hmm. Um, I live with three carnivores, like Mm -hmm. diehard carnivores. And truthfully, I don't relate to it because I really never was. I was one of those kids that always loved my vegetables, always ate my vegetables. So for me to go from plant-based to vegan was just not, it's just not a thing for me. I don't miss it. Mm. And as strongly as I feel that way, Albie feels a hundred percent the other direction. And every time I, for every inch I push, he backs up a foot yeah. So I think, and I, I talk about, I've, we've spoken about this before, you know, I, I chose this path. I chose this journey because I didn't want to suffer anymore right. and I wanted to be well. And I didn't want my wellness path to include having my thyroid gland removed. And I didn't want my wellness path to, I, I didn't want to take the medicines for MS. I, I, I don't believe that they work. And I, I didn't want that to be my path. I was, I was not looking forward to being in a wheelchair. I was looking forward to reversing my disease and, and being well. And 
I, I realized that I made those choices for me, mm-hmm. but I kind of assumed that my family would say, oh my God, I'm on board. I support you. And that it, it actually didn't happen that way. Yeah. And yeah. Albert's gained about 10 pounds a year since I've been on this journey. So he's up, he's up about 30 pounds. Okay. And it's really hard. Yeah. Um, and every time I say something to him, it, it gets a little worse. Right. Like he'll, he'll, I'll, I'll be saying like, maybe you shouldn't drink tonight and he'll pour the rest of the bottle of wine in his life. <laughs> so, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really hard. Uh, and what I tell, what I tell patients and what I said to you is you can't compel your spouse children. You can't compel them to, to be on this journey with you, mm-hmm. but you can ask that they don't sabotage you. That right? is a fantastic point because in a former life, when John and I thought we were eating very healthy, it would be, we would take turns dragging one another down. It's like, if somebody has the bad idea, we drag the other one down with us, with one another. Yeah. Like it's not like, oh, just let's just go out for ice cream tonight. It's just this once. And yes. you, know, you can't, you can't have all of these just this once is because they add up. They do. They do. Yeah. And I, for me, the scale shows it immediately. I'm like, oh, oh, I said like, sorry, that's a point for me. Yeah, no. <laughs> hmm. So this weekend we, we just celebrated Christian's fourth birthday and I stepped outside of my diet and the scale is showing it. And I did nothing on Sunday. I was like a sloth and it was gross and I hated myself for it. And I felt terrible and it wasn't worth it. It was not worth it. I should have stayed. Brought me down with you. I did. I brought John right down with me. I did. did. Not that he's got the healthiest diet, but like. Hold up. Oh, I said it again. (gasps) Hold on. Yeah. For me. Two points for like. So time out. I'm a year into my journey and I've lost 40 pounds and have plateaued and kept it off in a year. And now I'm at a stage where I want to, lo- I want to lose another 20 and that is the hard part, yep. but I, I've cut out sugars. I've cut out the majority of carbs. Yeah. I cheat once in a while and it's gotten worse over the last like probably three months, two oh, months said, like- because I've been stuck in the house with three kids and not being able to go anywhere and not having my normal routine. So that's what I attribute it to. How, but how has quarantine changed that for you, what, what has quarantine meant for you in terms of struggling to, to get over that hump? So a lot, so I'm used to a a typical day for me in a work day is I'm on the road a lot. I'm in a lot of different meetings. I usually drink a lot of water or, and a couple pieces of fruit, um, as my lunch or what, like a big breakfast, like a I don't think I said it like that. Anyway, I'll have a breakfast and then I'll have a lot of like fruit and then I'll have a dinner at night and no snacking. That's usually what it is. But now that I'm stuck like at home, it's difficult. I saw there's another one. So now that's the difference because I'm stuck at home. Like I'm in a basement working in my office and it's difficult. Like we're trying to find ways to get the kids out. It's difficult. So are you, 
Are you snacking more? Are you making different choices? Are you not distracted away from food enough? Are you eating because you're hungry? So Kristen, back me up on this. I am a big setup person. I always say that if I'm, if you're not planning to win, you're planning to fail. Like if you're not out of your planning. So I like to have all my things that I need, my fruits, my nuts, all those things. And sometimes I run out of them and I can't, it's not easy for me to get to the store with the way COVID is now. Normally I would put my kids in the car and we'd all go to the store. I'm not putting three kids in masks and going out in the store. It's not safe. That's not a good idea. And if Kristen has to work, then we don't have that ability. So sometimes I don't have the food I want to eat because I can't get there. And it's not an excuse. It's just poor planning. Like we've talked about before. Yeah. That's a decision I made. That's a choice. That's poor planning on my part. I haven't made the time to go do it. Can you but turn your mic down planning. a little bit? Turn mm-hmm. your mic down a little bit. You're a little hot. Yep. It so is that's true. Just it. So. Especially now. So we are, our summer planning is thrown off and it's partly my fault too, because I enable him because I usually plan all of these meals used to, but now I am in a spot where I'm saying we're having Buffalo cauliflower for dinner. And if he doesn't want that, that's fine. But now he's on his own. He comes up with his own who, meal. But who who wants to have buffalo cauliflower for dinner? Like not me. most. Okay, great. I'm outnumbered. Me. Not most men don't. I hate to tell you. And I eat a lot of vegetables. I've gotten better. I, it's a slow now build for me. Buffalo cauliflower. Just there that. Just that. Probably not just that. Right. That she'll be like, oh, that's all we're having. And I'm like, okay, that sucks. <laughs> and I'll have to make something else that I want. But usually it's like a chicken breast or something like that to go with it. So it's not a big, like, disgusting dish. That's true. Uh, I used but it in a sentence. I just <laughs> want him to feel the difference. If he could just try this for a week or two weeks and feel the difference and see the difference, the weight would melt right off of him. I know this for a fact. because he's. A man, and this stuff comes easy to men, unfortunately. We don't have the same organs you guys have. It's easy. It, like, yeah. Regardless, I would just love for you to feel this way for a week or two because it's incredible, the difference. I feel amazing. And I, I think once you, <sighs> once you get into the rhythm of it and you feel the way that you feel, I think that's the impetus. That's Incentive. That's what keeps you going. Yes. Right. Definitely. Because when anyone who's gone to that plant-based place, mm-hmm. they say the same thing. Yeah. Because the the scale shows it. My skin shows it. My nails. My hair. My energy levels. I am amazed because I thought honestly, Doctor Simmons. I was like, oh, I'm going to let this poor lady down. I left her office like gung ho, and I got my car like. I'm going to let her down. This is going to be really hard. But it wasn't because I stuck to it. I felt great. And I'm like, this lady is onto something. And <laughs> it's incredible because at the time I was not sleeping through the night. I was sweating throughout the night with my medications, mm-hmm. with the menopause. I was having hot flashes. I could not get a good night's sleep. I was miserable. I was tired. I was exhausted. And that's all changed. It's crazy. And the mental clarity. I still have a little bit of chemo brain, but I went from A to Z in terms of being able to focus and yeah. be more productive. Yeah. The difference is unbelievable. That's so true. I feel 
like John could benefit from doing this if he would just give it a shot. It's going to be difficult. I know. It sounds impossible. It sounds. It doesn't impossible. sound impossible. impossible. Well, Do I have to eat mushrooms? Until someone mm. does it. Do I have to eat mushrooms? No. All right. Because I hate mushrooms. No, you don't have to eat mushrooms. Just have to eat vegetables only. And nuts. I can't eat nuts. They're legumes. You, well, I what I call a nut is not a nut. It's a legume. So uh, technically, I can't have peanuts. I can't have cashews. You can. Almonds. You There's, can. But you, can. Want, you want to eat more almonds than you do cashews, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Why do you think you can't eat legumes? I, I thought Kristen said you can't as part of your as part of the plan. That's not what I said. That's what you heard. I thought you did. It is what I heard. I, I was under that impression. I said, you want to eat tree nuts because they cause less inflammation. They don't cause inflammation or less inflammation in your body, yeah. whereas a legume is going to cause more inflammation. So yeah. that's why I but limit. They're delicious. They are. <laughs> and guess what? And and the truth is that what what works for one person may not work for another, and vice versa. And you may have little to no inflammation from eating legumes. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I happen to know that if I have a handful of peanuts within 30 minutes, I will have a headache like I had the worst hangover of my life. Wow. Really? And, wow. And, and if I eat peanut butter, like if I eat it ground up, mm-hmm. then it, it happens almost immediately, like a whopper of a headache. It's interesting wow. you bring that up because I'm thinking about headaches now and I haven't had one in forever, like as long as I can remember. Yeah. And it's got to be because I cut the grains, which I wasn't eating to begin with, actually, now that I think about it. I always watched my grains and my sugars. It had to be the cheese or the meat that was giving me headaches. Who knew? Yeah. And very possible, either one. Um, and the other thing that most people don't realize is – most of the livestock in this country, and you're probably eating meat and poultry and things like that from this country. You're probably not in, eating imported. Oh, I eat, import all my meats. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You're so fancy. I'm kidding. You're so fancy. Um, most of them are grain fed. So even though you think you're not eating grains, if you're eating them, you're eating grains because you don't, you're not just eating what you're eating. You're eating what the thing you ate ate. So if you're eating meat, you want it to be grass fed beef, right? And organic free range chicken, because if it's free range, it's eating in a field, not. But it has to say pasture raised because Uh there is some, the, the FDA has very big technicalities. So like you can say they're free range if they have access to the outside for five minutes a day or some crazy thing like that. I don't remember what the exact terminology is, but you, you have to look for pasture raised mm-hmm. that they were actually raised on a pasture and, you know, eating grubs from the ground and that kind of thing. So let me ask you this. If I buy chicken, I try to go to the Amish farmer's market nearby. Is that pasture raised? Do you think? You have to ask them. 
Okay. Because it's not promoted that way. But when I think of Amish people, I think that they don't use electricity, let alone chemicals and cheap yeah. grains. I saw it's important to ask. Okay. Noted. It's so I ask, and then if it, they are feeding them corn, you need to know, are they feeding them GMO corn? But corn is a grain. Right. Um, right. And so you, you just have to, you have to think about things from an evolutionary standpoint. So, because we are very old organisms living in modern times, mm-hmm. but our genes have not caught up to today. So we, when we eat food, we only recognize the food that our ancestors ate mm-hmm. many, 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 many generations ago, thousands of years ago. Right. So when we're eating these, these things now with corn that's GMO, with wheat that's GMO, it's been altered to a state that our body doesn't recognize it as food. It sees it as some foreign protein and it just mounts an inflammatory response against it. And that just starts this inflammation cascade, which is going to manifest in everyone in a different way. So it can manifest as obesity, can manifest as hypertension, as diabetes, as elevated cholesterol, as depression, as anxiety, as heart disease, as cancer. Mm-hmm. So inflammations at the base, and most of the time, what causes inflammation in people is coming in through their food because 70% of our immune system is in our gut. So that is our greatest exposure to the outside world. Right. And you know, what's incredible. I had one of my best friends down the shore this weekend with us and her husband and her two little girls, Allison, actually our photographer. And I was telling her how Dr. Ali just changed my eye brand's prescription to come down to a hundred milligrams. And I explained to her that when I talked to you about it, you said it makes sense because you dropped this weight and now you need a different milligram because it's distributed amongst your fat cells. That makes total sense to me. And then she said, it's interesting that your white blood cells are so low from the eye brands to the point where you're taking a break from it and dropping your, your milligrams, but you haven't gotten sick once since you started Dr. Simmons program. And she said, why do you think that is? And I said, well, I'm taking mushrooms. I'm taking herbs. I'm taking everything to boost my immunity. So while even though my blood work says your white blood cells are trash, knock on wood right now, my mother-in-law is very superstitious. So she's, she's got that influence on me. I had to knock on wood to say it, it is incredible that I live with these three little boys who get these runny noses and these colds and these coughs, and I haven't gotten one even though they're all over me all day with their snots and their boogers and their slime and their spit. Interesting. Those, those mushrooms are no joke though. John, I know you hate mushrooms. Sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. But that, especially that super immunity blend that you're on with the, uh, with the shaga mushroom and the uh, essential oils. Oh, you mean the one that I'm low key addicted to? That one, that John. One. Am I? He'll come up to me, and be like, what, sm- "What are you doing? Are you doing fireball shots?" It like, smells like fireball. It smells yeah. like you've been drinking. Like I was like, "Were you drinking fireball?" And she's like, "No, it's my mushrooms." I was like, yeah. "What?" Yeah, my I I have everything 
coming to my house now because I haven't been going into the office and the whole house, <laughs> you can smell it everywhere. Fireball. <laughs> Fabulous. It smells like fireball. I love it. I love it. It's, 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 it's medicinal addicting. mushrooms. Those medicinal mushrooms are real. They're the real deal. I mean, they really work to boost your immunity. I'm, I'm sold on it. I really am because given the fact that Dr. Ali was very concerned and took me off the eye brands and dropped my milligrams because my white blood cells were so low, I thought to myself, Dean just had a cold, runny nose, cough. I didn't get that. And if I was that low with white blood cells, my immune system is trash right now. I probably would have called it because I rock him to sleep most nights, right? I mean, you would think, but it's incredible. So you're, you're you're primed for protection right now. Yes. And, and not to mention that, you know, the way that you're eating and you're eating all those colorful vegetables, that's really going to boost your immunity too. So Mm -hmm. you're kind of, you know, you have your, you have your best foot forward right now. Yeah, definitely. And listen, I know that this diet sounds very difficult to do. And I know that we have some listeners who feel like this seems very expensive and not achievable. I understand that. And that's why we brought Dr. Simmons back tonight to talk about how do you implement this plant-based diet into your life on a budget, right? Yeah. So I think there's two barriers. I think first of all, people are afraid that they'll have nothing to eat. I, I think that people are, are legitimately, you know, they say, what do you mean uh, I'm not going to have, I won't have anything to eat. Um, so if you think about the focus of your plate, it should never be a big hunk of meat. So the focus of your plate should always be the vegetable anyway. And if you reframe your thinking about that, it's easy to have the vegetable as the centerpiece and have little things around it. So, and it's not just, you know, people say, do you just eat a salad every night? That's so boring. I happen to like cooked food. And anyone who follows me on Instagram, you'll see, I I don't put a lot of salads there because I don't, I don't eat that many salads. I really happen to like cooked food. Mm -hmm. And the things that I make are not difficult and it's delicious, but I always think of the vegetable as my centerpiece and then other things around it. So you, you, it's just a lot of reframing Mm -hmm. and and you end up having a taste for what you know, and you end up loving what you know. Yep. So once you get into the habit of eating this way, it really becomes your preferred. And I, I mean, I'll tell you, so tonight I made, um, well, John, you're not going to like this, but I made, <laughs> I made mushroom risotto and you'll see on my Instagram Jen Simmons will post it um, either tomorrow or the next day. And I made it with cauliflower rice. So I chopped up mushrooms and I sauteed them with onions and garlic. And then I put my cauliflower rice in a big bag of frozen peas um, and seasoned it with 
olive oil, some cashew milk, salt, pepper, rosemary, and put some nutritional yeast in, which tastes like parm. The whole thing took me maybe 10 minutes to do. It is gorgeous. And it was so delicious. The house smelled heavenly and it's easy. You just I, I find the same. Yeah. It's my prep for my meals is so much quicker than it used to be. It's kind of crazy. It's John's stuff that takes much longer or the kids stuff that takes much longer. And I honestly, this is my ignorance right now. I totally admit I didn't realize that people thought that this lifestyle was expensive because you can normally get a couple cucumbers for a dollar or, you know, like when I started this plant-based diet, I figured, wow, I'm saving all this money on groceries because I'm not buying the cheese. I'm not buying as much meat. I'm still buying kids' food. Majority of my grocery bill now is vegetables because as much as, you know, John loves his meat, he will eat a big salad with me. He will eat certain vegetables. He loves his broccoli. He loves his asparagus. So that's what I kind of go to for him. And if I go to Costco, I can get my organic veggies there in bulk and they last the entire week. And it's cheaper than buying the meat and the cheese. And if I go to Produce Junction, which I used to do, there's not one near me right now, which is more difficult to do. You can get an insane amount of veggies there. Or even if you live in the area locally in Newtown Square, Gentilly's, which is, I think, like a distant cousin to John, they also have a fantastic veggie selection. Yeah, fantastic. I love Gentilly's Market. It's the best. It's so cheap. family. It's so cheap. So I, I understand why people think that, you know, this is expensive, but at the end of the day, I'm saving money doing this. And I explained this to one of our listeners who wrote in on Facebook a few weeks ago, and I was hoping she was going to write back to let me know what she thought about how I do things and what I make and how I still kind of appease my husband and my children, but still save money by... I guess I'm saving on that meat and cheese and I never really bought the grains, I guess. Right, John, would you agree with me? Cause you, he does some of the shopping. It's not all on me. Yeah. I would agree with you hundred percent. Sure. Okay. Doll. <laughs> well, I think, you know, people, people see that as a barrier that it's going to be more expensive to buy all of these vegetables. Mm-hmm. And people also, I think, there's a lot of fear around something new and what you haven't done before. Um, and it's easy to say, Oh, I can't afford to do that. The other, the other barrier that you don't realize is that you, you kind of have to learn to cook. You can't be healthy unless you're cooking your own food, because if you're eating, if you're buying your food from outside of your house, I'll tell you that there is no way that they care anywhere near the amount that you care about what goes into your body, about what goes into your food. So farming out your cooking is, Mm -hmm. is not healthy. I was shocked when I learned how many calories are in olive oil because I was using it very liberally (laughs) on a lot of things for a long time. And I was also shocked at the fact you shouldn't roast your veggies in it. You shouldn't 
saute your veggies in it because of the inflammation factor. Can you explain why it's more important or better for you to use avocado oil than it is olive oil? Yeah. So um, it's all about what happens to the fats as they oxidize. So you don't, you don't want them to oxidize. You don't want them to burn. You don't want them to convert. Um, and we, it's called a smoking temperature. So avocado oil has a much higher smoking temperature, as does coconut oil. So those are safe to cook in over medium or high heat. Olive oil, it's fine in the oven because it doesn't get that hot. Okay. You you really don't want to saute with olive oil. So what I do with most of my cooking is I cook with avocado oil. I don't happen to like the taste of coconut oil, but it's perfectly safe to cook with if that's what you like and that's your palate. I just don't like my food to taste like coconut oil unless I'm making a curry. Okay. Um, So I cook with avocado oil and I season with olive oil. And I'll, I, I never count calories. I don't, I don't believe in it. I know that no one is getting fat from eating the way that I eat. That's um, a good point. If, you're, if, you're, if all you're eating is vegetables and you're seasoning with olive oil, like as long as you're not guzzling it down, mm-hmm. you're, you're not, not going to gain weight. You're, That's your a good point. is going to utilize that or get rid of it. You're not going to absorb extra calories that way. Old habits die hard. I have to stop thinking that way. Okay. We we grew up in a time where we were so programmed that fat is bad. Mm -hmm. What happened to us? We need fat. We need fat to protect our brain cells. They, They make up our cell walls. Like we need fat. It's very, very important. Um, and we, we became this society that was so afraid of fat and we avoided fat. And what do we get? We got fat, we got diabetes, we got heart disease, we got dementia, we got Parkinson's, we got Alzheimer's, you know, all because we, we shifted our diet. We stopped cooking. We got out of the kitchen. We farmed out our, our food to, to people who don't care about us. That's not the truth. Yeah, I had a I had a post the a couple of weeks ago where, you know, we currently are in a system where we have a healthcare system that doesn't think about food and a food system that doesn't think about health. Right. And it's horribly horribly dangerous. It is. It is. It it fascinates me that this the shift in the way that we're thinking in terms of our food, like you have a lot of people who are doing the ketogenic diet or the low carb diet. I actually have a really good friend here with us tonight that I would love to introduce right now because her and I were on very similar paths. She has a husband who had colon cancer and they changed their lifestyle just like John and I changed hours to cut grains and sugars and all that good stuff. And I went to her house one day and she looked at me and said, what are you doing? Why do you look so good? And I started explaining to her what I'm doing, why I'm doing it. All the knowledge you shared with me, I gave to her. And she said, that's really interesting because the other day I was eating two cheeseburgers and it just didn't feel right to me. So 
Stacy's with us tonight because she has implemented the plant-based diet and is thriving on it and she's doing it on a budget. So I thought that she was the perfect guest to come on in tandem with you tonight. Welcome to the show, Stacy Barnes. Welcome. Yes. Thank you. So much so, knowledge on Zoom. It's amazing. It's great, right? <laughs> Love it. Um, Stacy, I, I brought her on very last minute because I thought, you know what? This is a perfect opportunity for her to explain how she is doing a plant-based diet on a budget and why she implemented it, why she's sticking to it. And I think you need to start with your husband's diagnosis on colon cancer because this is something that Stacy and I share. I know John shared in a previous episode that his brother died from colon cancer. So Stacy and I kind of share this colon cancer thing way beyond before me getting breast cancer. Yeah, Chris was diagnosed, it was six years ago. I was pregnant with my third. So it was six years ago he was diagnosed. And honestly, even then I was I was under 30. He was 30. Like I wasn't ever thinking about food or anything that possibly have has you know been a culprit to this whole thing. Um, I mean, he was since di- um, diagnosed with Lynch syndrome, which is a whole nother episode. But um, we kind of just went through the steps of cancer, like the medicine and the, you know, the surgeries and the, you know, the scans and all that stuff. And then, um, then Kristen was diagnosed and I kind of looked at Christmas, Kristen, like, like a, she was just always glowing with health in my, in my mind. Like she never ate anything bad. Like sometimes I would see her drinking out of like glass water bottles because she didn't want to use plastic. Like it was like, so hearing that she had cancer was like, what the hell is going on? Um, then a few other people, um, in a close circle of mine, um, have been diagnosed as well. So I kind of just been listening to, you know, what, what Kristen's been doing and all her, um, all her strides to, to keep herself healthy and keep the cancer gone. And, you know, I, I think it's very important that we all, you know, get all the knowledge that we can from Dr. Jen, from Kristen, from John. I feel like you literally all three of you have more knowledge than anybody I know. Oh, but it, did the, your, did Chris become plant-based with you? Um, I'm going through the same thing that you are in Christmas. Um, Chris was ready to kill me when I came up the steps. I, I came up the steps. Or I, I do Kristen's hair and she comes to my house every now and then. And I usually come up the steps with some new, new thing I'm trying that Kristen told me about. And one of them was, the, you know, what new fad? What new fad tonight, right? What was this? Yeah, what was the story the other day? Or like when you were over there, he's like, "What am I doing this week? What am I eating, Kristen?" Yeah, <laughs> yep. I was like, "Sorry, Chris." <laughs> he did, but you know what? He also comes down the steps because he wants to be loaded with all the knowledge too. He acts like he doesn't, but he comes down and stands in the doorway and says, "All right, Kristen, what do you got for me?" Um, he knows she has all the information, and he knows he knows what he should do, and we both know what we should do, but when so Chris- tell us about what made you decide to go plant-based. What, how did that happen? So again, it, it did start with the, 
when I was sitting eating my two cheeseburgers on a plate with my sauteed delicious onions and my... Oh, that was literally? That was true? Yes, that was a true story. Oh, yeah. I thought was kidding. <laughs> I know. I had two little... And they were little patties. They were like little. Um, my husband had made me, but we weren't eating bread. So it was fine to eat the burger. Mm-hmm. I ate the burger. I ate the cheese. Um, and... I just was looking at it like this is like I'm looking at the grease dripping off of the dripping off of the burger thinking, oh, God, this can't be that good for me. Like, is like, am I clogging my arteries with all this stuff? Like, what am I doing to myself? And then that was probably the same time Kristen had come over and we talked about cheese. So I, I stopped eating cheese for about two weeks. And I always give myself two weeks. Like, if I can do it for two weeks, I can if I hate it, I stop. If I like it, I continue going. So I did the cheese for two weeks, no cheese. And I am a cheese lover. But Kristen put it in such a disgusting way that I was like, I don't want to eat cheese anymore. This is gross. <laughs> she said, we're the only mammals that drink each other's milk. I'm like, that's disgusting. Like, <laughs> Yeah. So we, the, at Dr. Sims, I think this came from you. It was, we are the only mammals on earth who drink the milk from a different mammal. And then that milk coagulates into cheese it goes bad and then we eat it it's gross that was gross that made it's it delicious like i'm not knocking anybody for eating cheese i get it i i used to be a cheese connoisseur i still miss it but i found plant-based cheeses to be just as good or almost as good and it's feeling better to me is worth it to make that switch and when you is that the thing you miss most I know I miss chocolate the most. So chocolate chip <laughs> cookies probably is the number yep. one, I would think. Yeah. Yep. You'll catch me outside. How about that? Definitely <laughs> <laughs> my big. I definitely miss cheese. Yeah. Cheese. But then what happened after you cut the cheese? Literally. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, cut the cheese. <laughs> I honestly think I probably lost the majority of my weight the mm-hmm. first when I started, like, stopped eating the cheese. Like, it was, I, and I, it's, like, weird. Like, I almost felt like the frame of my body looks, looks smaller. Like, even yep. if, even if I only lost nine pounds in this journey, I feel like my all-around frame looks smaller. And it's probably inflammation in as you guys talked about earlier, it's probably all that inflammation. I think it's funny that you said only nine pounds because nine pounds is a lot to lose in what, four weeks? Wait, wait, let's rewind because don't forget I lost 56 pounds prior. (laughs) That's true. That is true. Is only nine pounds, but it's, it's a huge nine pounds because Kristen, I told you this too, like there was a number that I could not get under. I was at a plateau, like John had said earlier, congrats on your 40 pounds, by the way, that's huge. Thank you. Um, I hit a plateau and that was like another reason, like when I saw Kristen, um, she just like, she just looked amazing. Again, like her frame, Kristen is small small to begin with. She's beautiful. Her face is beautiful. Everything's beautiful about this woman. For her to walk into a room and me look at her and be like, holy crap, what are you doing now? That I was like, you. She's radiant. Holy, like a radiant is, is a good word for her. I love you so much. Thank you. And I feel the same about you. And it's crazy because 
I now know that people are saying the same to you. People are saying, why does your skin look so good? What kind of foundation are you using? Did you get a spray tan? I'm like, no, no, no. I'm eating vegetables. I cut the cheese. I cut the meat. I haven't been eating the grains, but it's amazing how the the meat and the cheese really put me over the edge to a different realm where I feel amazing. I look better. I look healthier. And I think that Stacy, on top of the cheeseburger incident with all the grease dripping off of them, and then me coming in and she asked me, what are you doing? I think that's what really compelled her to really stick to this program to see where it would take her. And she's, if it's okay for me to say this, she's been wearing a bikini for the first time in forever. Is that accurate? Uh, Yes. First time I've ever worn a bikini, but it it was an adult bikini. So it was only about this much of my belly. Stop. You look incredible. You look amazing. We are going to celebrate our, our things to celebrate. And that's, big thing for me it was and yeah, I, don't underplay that that's a big deal yeah. if it's big to you who cares it's big for you yeah so, like yeah. totally i, I so, just want you to think that i was in a string bikini because that has not happened yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah me neither um, so how how has the journey been for you like how hard was it to become plant-based and what did what do you think what would you say to people who are scared to try, who think that they can't do it because it's expensive or it's inconvenient or so, all uses that people make? I mean, I'm doing it on a budget. I mean, I'm a, I'm a part-time worker. My husband's a teacher. You know, I have three little kids. Um, I don't have money falling out of the walls in my house by any means. Um, we, just shop, I think a little better, like a little smarter. Um, our, our food bill is up because it's summer and my kids have been home in my house for yeah. four months. Yep. But Summer's always the worst. Yeah. <laughs> with quarantine, our kids have been home, right? Yeah. So it's like, them three meals a day. Yeah. yeah. Like, what the heck is that? But I don't feel like my bill has gone up because of how I eat, how I personally eat. Um, I go to Produce Junction, like Kristen said, I get boatloads of um, vegetables. I mean, we got a, oh my God, I don't even know how much the spinach that we got is in this giant bag that will last me for probably two weeks, but I'll yep. cook it. Um, Chris and I go out together and we, we go to produce, we pick out what we want, we come home and he has a, um, what is that called? A griddle, a griddle top, like a stove top. Yeah. Um, deck he puts all the vegetables on the stovetop he cooks with avocado oil and he puts them in tins and i mean i can eat them i can eat them as a snack i can eat them as lunch i can eat them as dinner like it doesn't mm-hmm. i can eat that all day it doesn't phase me um i know people struggle with eating the same thing every day um i find that i eat the same things every day just so I know I'm doing it right. Um, when I started plant-based, I talked to Kristen a little bit. Um, it did, I will say it did get expensive when I went into the giant and I paid, I bought all the frozen stuff, the Dr. Preggers, the Morningstar, the, um, the prepared stuff, everything prepared. And then speaking to Kristen and listening to the podcast that you were on with Kristen, I learned I shouldn't eat that stuff anyway. 
So then I put down the $7 burgers and I bought the 69 cent black beans. And then I come home and my husband, he's the better cook than me. So when I say my husband's cooking, he's a good cook. He enjoys cooking. I'm not that good at it. Um, I brought it home to him and, you know, he, he made me homemade bean burgers. And out of one can, he probably made six or seven burgers that we then freeze. And then, yeah, I might eat bean burgers seven days a week, but it works for me, you know? For 69 cents, no less. Yeah. For 69 cents. Well, like hold on, what's a bean burger? I might be in on this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're amazing i like black beans i love beans <laughs> and you know you can even take that a step further and you can go to you can go to the uh, bulk aisle and get a bag of black beans this big that will that will, you just have to remember to soak them the day before so oh. you know you can, you can buy they keep forever mm-hmm. and you just have to remember to soak them okay we to gotta work. try that yeah, yeah. There's, there's so many ways to really um do this really reasonably and what i was uh talking to kristen about earlier today is there's a website called plant based on a budget where essentially they are giving you your shopping list and your recipes for one week, two weeks, three weeks, and it's about $20 a person a week. I'm so sorry. That is my, I don't know why that keeps going off. Okay. Um, I'm so sorry. And if you, so that's like one person. And then, you know, as you add on more people, two people, three people, four people, and you can buy more stuff in bulk, then it's Mm -hmm. less than $20 a person a week. And I mean, you're just not getting that anywhere else. Yeah. Um, Especially if you're eating prepared foods, especially if you're, you know, going for fast food and and that kind of thing. Or if you're even the, the, the like prepared foods that you're getting in the market, you're still paying, you know, a, a few dollars for just a sandwich. And, um, So, you know, you're probably spending, if you're, if you're eating stuff that's prepared outside of your house for even two meals a day, you're probably spending at least 15 or $20, even if you're just getting like a salad at Subway and, you know, or a meal at, at one of the fast food restaurants, you're still, you're still in it for at least seven or $8 a meal. Yeah. I also find that, so John and I were leaving the shore yesterday and we were in a pinch and we thought to ourselves, there's a crazy storm. We need to get the heck out of here. We need to get the kids in the car at a decent hour so we can get them home and in bed at a good hour. And that meant I didn't have time to cook. So we went to Wawa, local Philly East Coast convenience chain, right? And I thought, perfect. I'll get myself a salad or a bowl with veggies. And as convenient as it was, it wasn't as good as me doing it myself at home because I couldn't control, like I said earlier, I love a lot of olive oil on my salads and my veggies. It just wasn't even good. And I thought to myself, why did I do this to myself? Because the eight or nine bucks I spent on that salad bowl, I could have gotten all of those ingredients for, and that would have lost, lasted me the entire week. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. Yeah. I had black beans and chicken in my bowl. That was fantastic. 
So I'm halfway there. I'm halfway there, Dr. Simmons. Halfway there. That wasn't pasture-raised chicken. It wasn't. It was was disgusting chicken. It's not a good bowl. It's not. But we were in a pinch, and that's what we did. So, unfortunately. Like, that's going to happen. Right. That's the stuff that you need to get over. And if you celebrated a birthday this weekend or you, you know, you, you, you went off of your plan, you you need to get over that. You can't dwell and stay in a negative place. Like you need to say, okay, I did it. It's over. I'm moving on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, You don't beat yourself up over it. Like it is what it is. Right. Right. And I think that we we also have a couple listeners who wrote in and said, you know, there's no Whole Foods in my area. And rightfully so. I didn't know what a Whole Foods was until John's mom told me when I was probably 28 years old. So I think that a lot of people think that if you can't buy these organic vegetables, it's all or nothing. And I don't think that's the case. I think that you're probably better off buying regular vegetables. Right. So the... the at the end of the day, the point is to eat more vegetables. So in an ideal world, would we like all of those vegetables to be organic and, you know, raised on a sustainable farm and all of that? Yes, of course. Is that going to happen? No. And, you know, it's not even achievable for most people and it's not achievable all the time and you do the best you can. But the point is to eat more vegetables. So better to eat, listen, go get frozen vegetables. They don't even have to be fresh. Canned. They they don't even have to be fresh or frozen. You right. just want to eat more vegetables and however you can access those, you access them. Right. So don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. It doesn't have to be perfect, right? Good enough is good enough. Good yeah. enough is really good. Totally agree. And so, you know, I, I think that people need to not worry so much about, is this the perfect? They just need to get into it. And sometimes it's going to be a little dirty and messy and not everything is going to be great. Right. I, I, I cook and have cooked my whole life and I still make things that I'm like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not put, I'm not posting this on social media. Right. Right. Is it, <laughs> and it makes, it's an all experiment at the end of the day. You know what I've been doing? I've been getting, um, green chef once a month. It's really expensive, but when you do the math, it, it does break down with each portion to be relevant to going to like a Zoe's or a Chipotle, something like that. So I do it so that I can get new ideas and Stacy and I, and another girl, Shannon are all on a text chain so that we can share what we're doing to get more ideas. Because I think it really does need to become more of a, a group effort because when you are reframing your thinking, you need those creative idea. So I either go to Dr. Jen's Instagram to see what she's having or posting, or I go to Stacy's text or Shannon's text to say, what do they have for dinner? Like, what can I do that's different? Right. And that helps because you need those different ideas. So Green Chef can seem expensive, especially when I might be the only one eating it because John will look at me and say, that doesn't look appetizing. <laughs> I get new ideas. 
like zucchini fritters. I would never in a million years say, oh, I'm going to make some zucchini fritters tonight. I mean, them. Great. But do you know about Yumly? No. Have we spoken about it before? Mm-mm. Okay. So Yumly is an app that you put on your phone. It's free. Okay. And you type in, like, let's say, okay, I open my vegetable drawer and today I have, we'll, we'll, we'll pick zucchini because that's what you just said. So you type in zucchini vegan dish and you will get a hundred recipes for zucchini vegan dishes. I get inspiration from there all the time. Right. this down. A lot of the times I don't even necessarily follow the recipe. It's just enough to say, oh yeah, that's a good idea to do with that. Right. Um, I'm not a recipe cook. I'm, I'm a throw it together cook. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, th- I get lots of inspiration from Yumly. That's great. That Y-U-M-M-L-Y. So, so easy to, to go and and use that as your, as, as just a guide and an inspiration. Definitely. And uh, Stacy had a great idea the other night. You said Chris kind of took whatever veggies you had left in the refrigerator, roasted them all. And she was going on and on and on about how amazing these vegetables were. And I was like, I got to go roast some veggies now. It tastes like candy sometimes. Mm-hmm. Whatever he does. Get garlic, the- right? He, yeah. Like he just, I think it was the red onion. Like we, I don't think we usually put red onion with our, with our roasted veggies. I think it was usually like maybe the yellow onion. This time we got red and it was just so good. Like I, and I mean, he puts eggplant, which I love in a roasted veggie, um, eggplant, zucchini, onion, um, peppers, mushrooms, which I do love. Sorry, John. <laughs> um, whatever else. <laughs> mushrooms are phenomenal. If you roast it's okay. Them. I just don't like them. It's okay. It's fine. A lot of people love them. I'm not against them. <laughs> and he doesn't, he, and he puts spinach and like the, and tomatoes, like everything on the grill. Like it doesn't even matter what's in your fridge. You just put it on the griddle or your stovetop or your skillet, whatever you have. And I mean, I could do that, but he just does it better. I don't know what he does different, but he just does it better. And I. Cooks it with love. Yeah. I, mean, I just think he enjoys doing it. Like when I came, funny story, when I came up my steps. Um, he had just walked in from Colonial Market, which is, you know, a market with, I, I guess it's just like a regular market with all types of stuff, butcher shop, whatever you want. Yep. To call it. It's a and great spot. Yep. Good spot. It is. It's good. Um, he came in, he spent a lot of extra money because, you know, the, the maybe hour prior to that, I was um, <laughs> no grains. I was no grains. I was no, you know, carbs, nothing like that because of the inflammation. I don't want to eat that. I'm just eating, you know, meat. So he came in with over, I don't know, good, good over $150 worth of meat. And I was like, Ooh, yeah. Um, I'm not going to eat meat anymore. <laughs> He's like, what? He's like, no, what? <laughs> like, uh, Kristen was just here and now we're doing this. Yeah. No, Kristen was here. Shit. <laughs> Damn it. Not on days I go to Colonial. Tell Kristen she can't come over those days. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. I love you. Oh, man. But it was it was hysterical because I was like, well, Kristen said no. Like, I can't <laughs> eat this stuff anymore. And you shouldn't eat this stuff. And, you know, like, this is bad for us. We shouldn't eat this. And he's like, um, he's like, listen, 
I, I support you in everything that you do. This is something I cannot back. <laughs> but he ate bean burgers for a while. He did. He ate bean burgers for lunch. And he might have, and he would say to me, like, I ate a bean burger for lunch. But when I go to that barbecue later, I'm eating a cheeseburger. And I said, that's like, that. that's fine. That's fine. Like, I appreciate it. And I, you know, I appreciate like that he wants to do it. And I know he wants to do it because I worry about, him and cancer and cancer cells and you know so I mean he did do the Martindale shop which was now that stuff I will say is expensive when you go to the like natural shops and stuff like that but for people who are more like me on on a budget and stuff like that like Martindale's and all, all the other, I don't know the other stores, but I know Martindale's is one of them that sells like, you know, the, the meatless burgers and the meatless chicken nuggets. Like for me, I could honestly say I'd rather do without, I'd rather do without the meatless burger, the vegan cheese. I'd rather just not eat it. I agree. Um, I rather- that, that's the point of being plant-based. It's really to be whole food plant-based because I, I, I don't tell people to find the substitutes because the substitutes are, you know, what I refer to as frankenfoods. They're, they're created in the lab and they're no better for you. They're causing the same inflammation. You're just trading in one source of inflammation for another when you're eating all of these processed foods. So it's really about again, going back to that evolutionary state where you're eating things that your body recognizes as food. Mm. Um, and, and the things that we recognize as food are things that are in their original form. So, you know, to be plant-based, you may want to do those things once in a while, like the same way, you know, maybe it's a special occasion food or you, you are going to a cookout and you just really want to participate in the same way. And maybe you get a box of those burgers for that time. But the rest of the time, just eat real food. There's no reason to buy those expensive, um, you know, processed, impossible burgers. And yeah, I don't. And they're not even that good. They're actually not good at all. I, what the, the impossible burger? Yeah, like the not good. Yeah, not great. The sausage I, is phenomenal. I will say that. I know it's bad. Like I thought I was eating meat. good for them. The Beyond Meat, the sausage that they have is Albert, I don't know what's in that thing. It's delicious Albert, though. One thing I miss. I yeah, do. It's good. Yeah, you put those things on the grill. Oh my god, they are. I don't know what is in that thing. It, it's and fennel. I think it's the fennel. It's the fennel. I agree. Yeah. But my, my kids are like, Mom. We don't understand if it's if it's not meat. Why does it have juice running out of it? And I'm like, yeah, that's... I can't even explain that. I just don't want to even go there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like the yeah. the burger weirds me out. The burger you can like taste the smoke from like a grill on, and I'm like, how do they get that taste? Yeah, like in a lab, what they put in this thing to get that taste? Like it's weird. I agree. So they're they're not bad, but I would rather eat grilled eggplant than an impossible burger or even an impossible sausage. But I will say like, if I really want a burger or something else, it is a good alternative. But then I guess Dr. Simmons, let me ask you this. Is it better to eat a burger 
that's grass-fed beef than it is an Impossible Burger. Probably. Okay. So when you when you say when you think about the better, um, I think about it on so many levels. Um, I think about it on better from a health standpoint for for me and my body, you and your body. Mm-hmm. But I also think about the impact on the environment. Yeah. And I think that all of these processed foods, they, they have a significant impact on the environment, um, maybe even more than a grass-fed cow would. Sorry for the cliffhanger, everybody, but tune in for part two of this episode. And thank you for listening. I love you. Bye. Thanks for joining us, Breasties. Don't forget to like us, rate us, subscribe or die, leave a comment, and of course, do not forget to feel them on the first. Also, if you want to find us, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Making the Breast of It Pod. Thanks for joining. We love you. <laughs>